Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Welcome back. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Hope you got all the gifts open, all the paper thrown away. Got the, uh, the house, the condo, the apartment, the townhome, the mansion, the fort, the whatever. I don't know. Cabin. Hope you got all put back together. All right, we got three days worth of sports to cover. So much to talk about. Where do we begin? LeBron James. Is he going to make it through this season? Or is he going to break down? We should discuss that. The Jazz. New guys. What do you think? Well, you don't know anything about Rajon Tucker yet. He hasn't played, but we're going to hear from him in just a minute. Um, so he comes in out of the G League, and they're going to give him a little, uh, a little time to adapt. But in the pregame, before the Jazz played the Blazers, Quinn Snyder had the quote, uh, we're going to uh, throw him into the fire a little bit, talking about Clarkson coming over from the uh, from the Cleveland Cavaliers in the trade. And Jordan Clarkson came in and got a rousing ovation as he checked in and a pretty good hand as he checked out. In between, he had nine points for the Jazz, gave him a little boost off the bench, no rebounds, no assists. So, you know, it's not perfect, but hey, come in. Give him a lift. The starters had a great start to the game. Joe Ingles came out on fire, and over the course of the game, uh, Donovan Mitchell really picked up and ended up with an enormous night of his own. But in between, when they had to go to the bench, uh, Clarkson gave him a lift. And the Jazz did a pretty good job until the start of the fourth quarter, and then things just got out of hand. They gave up a 9-0 run, a 19-2 run, or I guess it was 10-0 and 19-2 and so it got scary. The 20-point lead was down to one, and the Jazz managed to win it in the end, and we'll get to the best of the Jazz postgame show coming up. But Clarkson came in, played a role, gave him a lift. Uh, it was a good debut. Um, we'll have to see where he is, you know, after a couple weeks, after a month, uh, as he gets adapted. But for one night, it was a plus, and the Jazz got the win. So we'll get to that coming up. Uh, and we'll get up to the uh, – in our next segment, we'll get to the BYU in the Aloha Bowl. What a letdown. Horrible start. Good middle of the game, and then just completely messed up the last three possessions. I just, oh, there was nothing good about the last three possessions. That was brutal. So we'll hear from Kalani Sitaki. We'll hear from some of the players. Uh, that's coming up in our next segment. Right now, though, Rajon Tucker, uh, the new Jazz guy. Haven't seen him play yet, but, you know, he's coming from the G League to the NBA. Give him a couple practices and a little time to adapt before they throw him in. And it'll be interesting to see because what they're building here is a team that's going to be pretty small in the perimeter. They can go with a very small, quick second unit and, you know, see if they can defend pressure teams, get in the open court, um, play less half-court basketball maybe. Um, you know, they've gotten smaller, losing Jeff Green, now bringing in uh, bringing in Clarkson and bringing, bringing in uh, – Ray John Tucker. All right, let's hear from Ray John Tucker right now. He meets with the media and uh, a guy who knew Donovan Mitchell. They were both in high school in a dunk contest together, which uh, Mitchell remembers that dunk contest. And, uh, you know, going from the G League in Wisconsin to the NBA, he referred to it as his best Christmas gift ever. Here is the new jazz man with the media, Ray John Tucker. Well, can you just take us through this week and how it's been for you? <laughs> uh, I can say this week has definitely been a blessing. Um, probably the best Christmas gift I've ever got, for sure. Um, found out, I think, Monday night that uh, I was going to sign in here and flew out last night, got here about 10 o'clock. So. Did you have a feeling that this was coming? I mean, you've been playing very well. Um, I hope so. I hope for it. I didn't know really when it was going to come. Uh, 
you know, you just try to play the right way all the time, try to get wins, you know, try to do everything as a unit. So. Do you know anything about the Jazz? Or did you know before you signed? Yeah, I um, actually had a um, out here, uh, pre-draft. Um, so I knew quite a little bit. Me and Donovan known each other since high school, so. Uh, speaking of that, you guys had that high school dunk contest together. What do you remember about that day? Um, it was just a lot. Uh, we laughed, joked, played around, but we all competed to try to, you know, get first place. Obviously, Derrick Jones from the Miami Heat won, uh, jumps out the gym, so. How exactly did you find out? How did you get the call letting you know that the deal was done? What was your reaction at that moment? Um, my agent called me about 9, 10 o'clock. Um, was basically like, uh, I think this is what, what we're going to do, um, guaranteed for the rest of the year. And my my reaction was I was kind of in shock. I was kind of amazed. I didn't really know what to say. Um, was definitely excited. Instantly called my mom, let her know what was going on. So I could definitely say I was really excited for about the move. What was her reaction? She had three stages, which was really funny. So the first time I called her, she was kind of relaxed, chill. It was kind of like, yeah, you worked hard. Like, you deserve this. So I went to go get something to eat. Called her again. She was like real happy, like geeked up, like just laughing, yelling, hurt my little brother. Then I went to sleep, called her in the morning, and that's when the tears came. That's what I was waiting on the first time, but it didn't quite happen the way I thought it was. So, yes. Yeah, she didn't cry fast enough. I thought I was coming off the first one, but it's all good for sure. How long do you think it's going to take for you to kind of learn the jazz um, I'm a quick learner, so I just got to get into it a little bit, maybe a couple of days, uh, watch a lot of film, uh, run through it a lot on the court before games. Um, so it shouldn't take that long for me. Uh, just energy, defensive, uh, slasher, uh, you know, just being a, a good role player on the team, you know, uh, trying to get does, you know, that's what it's all about. Um, winning championships. So. When did you get here? Uh, last night about 10 o'clock. How does that work? I mean, who, did somebody greet you? And how, how did they get you set up? Uh, yeah, um, Linda greeted me, had a chauffeur take me to the Grand. Uh, got there last night, got some food, and then got up this morning, had a physical, and I'm right here in the mix. <laughs> Obviously, you chose to come to the NBA early. What gave you the confidence that this could happen this year? Um, really just believing in myself, trusting in God. Uh, that this was the right path for me. Um, I had did four years of college, had a fifth year to do. I'm committed to Memphis. Um, but after the first uh, workout I had before the deadline, I kind of, I kind of thought that it, this was the path that I wanted to take. So, Sorry. no, you good. You, you played a lot of your teammates just a couple days ago in that G League showcase game, the Stars game. And what did you learn about your teammates then? And you know, guys like Jawan and Nigel and. Yeah, they play hard. They play together. Um, they're about winning. Uh, I really like those guys. Uh, we talked a little bit on the court. Um, they really get after it. That's that's what I really like about the organization and how they pride themselves on, you know, the defensive side and really competing. Did anyone from the Jazz like talk to you after that game, or was it, it was kind of two separate things? Uh, I think it was two separate things for sure. Um, like I said before, I knew Donovan beforehand, um, so. He called me when uh, he found out that night. I talked to him, chopped it up with him a little bit. So, when you were with the herd, were you guys using like the same system and learning the same system that Bud used with the Bucks? Uh, yeah, it was a lot of the same, a lot of the same stuff, uh, terminology, plays, um, rotation. So it was definitely a lot of the same stuff. Have you had a, have you, have you heard about kind of the complex system that Quinn runs? Yeah, I, I heard it's. I heard it's just different terminology. Everything is really the same. 
Um, so, you know, that's that's probably one of the main things I got to get used to, uh, just the different coverages and names of everything. Uh, definitely, I'm winning. I got more bouncing Donovan easily than I. But uh, in the pregame warm-ups, we will put on a show for y'all for sure, easily. He even said you had more bounce than him. Yeah, see, that's how you know I'm not lying. Nah, that's my guy for sure. He, I think he might have lost a little bit, but nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> he still gets up great. I love watching uh, his highlights. I watch him keep up with him all the time. That's my guy. He said there'll probably be a little bit of show pregame, but behind closed doors in the practice gym, you probably, you're probably going to go at it a little bit more. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it's always going to be good good vibes around everybody. But then when we get in here, we're going to compete. Like, we don't know each other. Like, going to go at each other head, make each other better for sure. There is the new jazz man, Rajon Tucker, with the media. Jordan Clarkson uh, spoke after the game. That's coming up in the best of the postgame show. And we will do that in about 20 minutes. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, more. More on BYU and the bowl loss to Hawaii and the team and where things stand now. We'll get to that coming up. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right. Utah Jazz pick up a win, and we'll get to that in the next segment in the Best of the Jazz postgame show. Uh, the Jazz, their win over the Blazers. Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles lighten it up. Jordan Clarkson with a successful debut. And uh, a couple other takes I want to get to in that game, and we'll do that in a few minutes. But first, the bowl game. Ah, aloha means goodbye. Yes. BYU, a slow start, a good rally. Uh, They went from down 21-7. They got it down to 31-24 at the half. They took the lead in the second half. The defense made some adjustments, pitched a shutout. There was a lot on Twitter about this three-man pass rush. It's not working. Well, certainly they've given up 31 points in the first half. So to argue that the defense wasn't working, yeah, that's a slam dunk. That's a given. Um, But Kalani Sataki at a halftime interview Thought there were some problems, some coverage problems, and the way they were playing guys coming off the line of scrimmage, and they were going to make some adjustments there, and they didn't. It worked. So I know a lot of you, and I saw that on Twitter, there were several of you out there who were still upset about the three-man rush, but they were pitching a shutout in the second half. So what can you say? I'd have to say that Kalania's adjustments were spot on. They were getting the results they needed until the very end of the game. And... Does it just come down to a confidence issue? How much of this is physical and how much of this is mental? Because we have seen BYU mess up the end of games again and again this year. They were good enough to win at Toledo. They had the lead late in the game, and they blew it. They were good enough to win at South Florida. They had the lead late in the game, and they blew it. They were good enough to beat Hawaii and Hawaii. They had the lead late in the game, and they blew it. Now, some of the mistakes, you can say, well, the other team made plays. Yeah, sometimes. But... BYU had the ball, third and two, and they called a timeout because they didn't get to play and lined up and ready to go in time, and you can't turn it into third and seven. So they called a timeout, and then they got switched to a different play. They thought they had a running play and some gaps in the middle, and they were going to um, run Micah Simon, some kind of uh, 
described as a fly QB sneak or something. He takes on a fly, but turns doesn't go for the edge, goes right up the middle into one of the creases. You know, I mean, if you think that's going to work, okay, whatever, it's your call. Uh, but I like running the ball more than like throwing it. And when they came out of the timeout, to run a sprint out and ask the quarterback to throw across his body while he's on the move, I've been watching football for decades. And even though the game has evolved, ex-quarterbacks and ex-coaches who are analysts, when somebody does that, they say, that's the hardest throw to make in football. Decade after decade. So what are they doing on third and two throwing the ball with that? The other thing I didn't like about that play, which got less pub, but I think it's a big deal here, is they threw the ball short of the first down mark. It was actually at or behind possibly the line of scrimmage. Uh, if you're going to throw it, I think you have to throw it past the line of scrimmage. I mean, you got to – but they didn't, and it was incomplete. And, you know, I, I actually don't know – if that was more an accurate throw or he's covered, this could be deflected and turned over and you can't have that. So he just threw it at his feet to kill the play. Whatever it was, it stopped the clock. It gave Hawaii momentum. They were pumped. Now, they scored so fast, they didn't actually need the 40 seconds to be what you would have run off the clock. So, you know, just to do the math of it, it didn't matter. But from a momentum from a kind of a positive mentality standpoint, I think BYU walked off the field thinking, mm, we messed that up, which they did. And Hawaii walked off the field all sorts of pumped up. And, and the offense had to be encouraged. All right, now we got two minutes, not a minute 20. We can relax a little bit. And they score in four plays, two enormous passes downfield. I don't know how BYU's given up. When you're dropping eight, how do you give up those big plays? I mean, you're supposed to be keeping everything in front of you, make tackles, make the clock run. And they just went boom, boom with two big pass plays. I didn't understand it at all. And then BYU threw the interception on the last the last drive. And of everything that happened at the end of the game, that bothered me the, less, the least. I know it was the third turnover, and they lost the turnover battle 3 nothing. Um, I'm not convinced that was a fumble at the goal line. I thought he broke the plane. Why ESPN, you know, from a broadcast perspective, to give you the best broadcast, you should have a camera on the goal line. You know there could be a big play at that point. What are they doing? I don't get it. I don't, there's a lot of things I just don't get. Um, but the third and two bothered me a lot more than the interception. And the fact that you didn't have any takeaways against a Hawaii team that coughed the ball up like 30 times this season, they were turnover prone. And BYU didn't even get one. That bugged me too. All right, there's more to talk about. But uh, let's get to the post game here. Um, after the game, BYU head coach Kalani Sataki uh, with uh, Trajan Pili and Oliva Hifo. Here they are on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is the University of Hawaii. A uh, well-fought battle, good game, and obviously they go in our favor. But uh, it's an honor to share the field with them. Um, you know, I thought uh, overall we, we – uh, things didn't go well with us with, with, the, with the score, obviously, but there's some things that we, we caught ourselves in the hole. Really proud of our players, though, and the way they, they're able to fight back and um, get this back in, you know, we had a chance to win with, with uh, the way these guys led the team, and specifically these guys on my left and my right with Trajan Peely, defensive end, uh, to my left and to my right, Aleva Hifo, wide receiver. So uh, I'd like to open up um, basically up, up for questions, and uh, thank you very much. Thank you to the SoFi Hawaii Bowl, by the way, for having us be a part of this game. If you will, raise your hands. I'll hand you the microphone, and then please identify yourselves. Uh, Coach David with uh, Star Advertiser here in Honolulu. Uh, a, a very excellent, exciting game. Um, and um, I was just curious, um, with the game that Cole McDonald played today, do you feel that he is uh, NFL ready? I thought, I thought he was an excellent quarterback when we faced him uh, last time, last year. You know? So 
Uh, I think he made some really tight throws and some uh, tight windows. And, and uh, you know, we normally we've, we've been in positions where we've had been able to create some turnovers there, but uh, I think he thread the needle a, a few times when when he really needed it, and um, yeah, he made made more plays than we were able to. But I think he's a I think he's a big time player. Has the size and the and the arm strength and, and the the mobility as well. Kalani, what did you think of the play call on third and two, the incomplete pass to Micah? Well, I would have liked it to be a first down. You know, that that's pretty much who can win the game on the fourth, the first down there. But obviously, didn't didn't go our way, and and um, uh, you know, we weren't able to execute. And um, you know, just got to keep working. I, unfortunately, we won't have Aleva and Micah and the other seniors that are, will be with us. But uh, got to take an opportunity to learn from this and get better from it. But uh, and that's for coaches and and for players altogether. So. I like the way our offense played and, and fought back and was able to get some plays, but we, we turned the ball over, and uh, that's, that usually doesn't work out well for us when we turn the ball over that many times and, and those low situations not get, getting points. And so that, that was the thing that, that cost us more than anything. So did that call come from Jeff, or was that a collaborative an effort? call, yeah. Norma Gonzalez with the Salt Lake Tribune. The first part of the game seemed like the defense was a little frazzled, just sort of like they were trying to settle into things. And by the end of the first half, it was just a bunch of missed opportunities, that interception that got ended up being an incomplete pass. But what did you tell your players that led them to completely flip the switch at the start of the second half? I felt like the the, um, the big plays were the issue, you know, and uh, we gave up a lot of big plays. And credit to Hawaii, they made the big plays. We, we weren't able to stop them. But, uh, you know, at some point we, we have to have our, our DBs and people challenge and, and find a way to get out of the play. Now, Hawaii's they're used to throwing the ball and airing it out. And we felt like we made them one-dimensional. At some point, we, we, we you know, for a team that runs the ball, you know, 140 yards a game, uh, we were able to kind of minimize them and make them a one-dimensional team and basically play Skelly out there with a three-man rush and do a lot of different things that we want to do in coverage. But um, obviously, we didn't make enough plays to win the game, but uh, we were able to dig, dig ourselves out of a hole. And um, the big plays were the issue. Even that last drive was two big plays that, that cost us, and, and uh, that comes down to our guys. You know, I got to do a better job as a coach to make sure that they, they take advantage of those big plays and capitalize on them, drop picks and things like that. And we just got to to get the better end of the deal, and that usually happens by executing it at a higher level. And that's my job as a coach to make sure our guys do that in all three phases, not just uh, one phase. Uh, coach, with the run and shoot offense is at its best. You got a lot of receivers contributing, uh, making good reads, and getting open. And then, um, and that last drive, it's a freshman, uh, uh, a guy who you know has had some good. Uh, spot duty during the season, but you know, kind of a, a newcomer. And a, 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 how much um, were you aware of Nick, Nick Martin coming into the game as a threat? Oh, we were aware of all the all the production that their receivers get. I mean, that's you're looking at. We've been talking and watching. We had tons of extra time to prepare for them, but they they capitalized and made some plays and executed better than we did when their offense was on and our and our defense wasn't able to get stops. You know, and they uh, they allowed Cole to just uh, take shots and then. Most of it was, you know, fade shots and throwing deep early, getting rid of the ball quickly. And I thought when he held on the ball, we were able to get some pressure on him a little bit more, you know. But um, uh, when you, whenever your top four receivers have that many catches, it's not like the other guys can't fill in as well. And so we knew that they had a, a dynamic offense, and, and we knew that we would have to be at our best. We just got ourselves into a hole, and and, and I, like I said, that's 
a lot of credit is because of Hawaii's ability to execute. Um, Norm, again, what went into your decision to sort of focus heavily on Lopini and the rushing game and not introduce some of the other players? I know Tyler Algier, once he came in, he started producing quite a bit, and then that sort of tapered off as well. Yeah, I mean, our guys compete, and, and whoever gets, whoever wins the spot in practice and, and our and our prep is the one that goes, is going to play the bulk of the reps. We can only, for a lot of our stuff, we only start one running back at a time. So. Uh, whatever gets us points on the board. We had enough points on the board to win the game. Defense has got to step up and make it work. Uh, special teams, we got a lot of great uh, returns by Aleva on punt return, and we, we got some really good positions. And we just we had a, we dug ourselves in a hole in the first half, and then and got out and didn't weren't able to finish at the end. Trajan Peely, uh, Trajan, the defense played astoundingly in the second half until the very end. What were you doing that was different in the second half than the first half? I think we just kind of went back to doing what we were supposed to do in the first half. We had a good game plan for how the game was going to go. And um, in the first half, we didn't make the plays that we were supposed to. They made more plays than we did. And uh, going into the second half, we want to outplay them. And so that was our goal coming in. Aliva, you had the uh, big punt returns. You had three outstanding returns, 99 yards, second in SoFi uh, Hawaii Bowl history. What did you see? How, when the punts came to you and they opened up? Well, that's all credit to the, the 10 guys in front of me. And the scheme that we had going into this game, all I really had to do was round around a couple of guys, but those guys are the one working their butts off to, to, to sustain their blocks. It's not easy when their backs are turned and they have to run with the guys who are running down the field full speed and to sustain that for about four or five seconds in order to give me some time. So it's all credit to them. Got time for a couple more questions over here. Kalani. What did you see on the Wilson fumble at the goal line? What, were the, what was the explanation given to you? Seems like there really wasn't much of a review, a very long review on it. I don't know. I, I guess they didn't have enough um, evidence to see that it was a touchdown. I, I, I can't say that I, I could see it from where I stood. I just assumed that they had the, the right angles and had the right film. So I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't see it, so. I couldn't see it from where I was. I think the best view would be always have a camera on the goal line so they can see if it crosses the plane or not. Leva, going back to your punt return there, how important was that special team to kind of give you guys a spark? Because it seemed like that sort of propelled your offense a lot in that third quarter. Uh, it was important for us coming into the second half. Um, we got the ball back, and for us to get some three nows for their def for their offense and to have field position like that, it's always good to start off. But at the end of the day, we always have to finish those drives. So if we want to come out with points, then it doesn't really matter. Uh, Coach Sitaka, that final kind of desperate drive that you guys had, um, what did you see, I guess, maybe in that just the final play or two that, that might have sealed it there? I think I, from what I saw, the defender made a great play and undercut the route. Um, I think we had some other routes that were, were available too, but that's the one uh, Zach felt comfortable with. And uh, I, thought, I thought we were in a really good position where we're at marching and they had two timeouts still, you know, so uh, just – Turnover came at a, at a bad time for us, and and really the turnovers, all of them, came at a really bad time for us. We weren't able to re really recover from it. There are the Cougars after the loss to Hawaii, seven and six. What do you think of that season? We got a lot of people weighing in on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can do the same. We'll open the phones in seven o'clock hour, and we'll get to it. Uh, get your reaction on that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the best of the Jazz post game shows the Jazz take down the Blazers. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show.
from Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah Jazz beat the Portland Trailblazers. Jordan Clarkson makes a successful debut. An outstanding start to the game for Joe Ingles. He had a big night, but started burying threes right from the get-go. And then uh, Donovan Mitchell ends up with a massive game of his own. Here's the best of the postgame show. It's time for your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz beat the Blazers last night 121-115 to in a game they led by 23 at one point, got close at the end, but Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert with some heroics down the stretch, and the Jazz get a win over the Blazers. Donovan with 35 points and 7 assists. He was 12 of 19 shooting, just a terrific game for Donovan Mitchell. Took over in the fourth quarter, got into the lane whenever he wanted. Rudy Gobert at 16 points, 15 rebounds, a couple of big defensive plays uh, down the stretch uh, as well. Joe Ingles started the game red hot, finished it with 26 points, 10 of 15 shooting, 6 of 10 from 3. Jordan Clarkson in his debut had 9 points on 4 of 12 shooting uh, in 21 minutes. He was really good in his first uh, stint there in the first half. Let's get you some post-game sound. Let's start with the walk-off interview with Rudy Gobert. Rudy, tonight your team needed the clutch defensive plays. Take me through the situation where you're guarding Lillard and then you have the contest on Carmelo, the big blocks, and what it takes in late game possessions. As Donovan Mitchell gives him a shove and yells, that's what I'm talking about. Take me through those critical defensive possessions. I mean, we, we, we play, I think we played great three quarters and uh, early in the fourth, we, we let them back in the game. And uh, we knew that we're gonna, we are gonna need the stops at the end to win the game. And, uh, you know, I really tried to make sure we were focused on that end. You guys are trying to continue to grow and take steps to playing at your optimal level. But what are you learning in the wins as a team? I mean, there's some ups and some down. You know, the most important thing for us is to keep getting better and, uh, you know, and keep learning. You know, we know that we, 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 are, we got a long way to go to be the team we want to be. But, uh, you know, we, we've been getting better every week and uh, every game. That guy number 45 over there with some big plays tonight. What kind of impact has he continued to have on this team recently? I mean, he's been, he's been getting better and better. You know, he's, uh, his IQ and his playmaking has been getting a lot better. And, uh, you know, his sky's the limit for him and for us. Thanks so much, Rudy. Thank you. That was Rudy in the walk-off uh, interview. 16 points, 15 boards, one huge block shot on Damian Lillard uh, down the stretch. Uh, Lillard really good in this one. Uh, 34 points on 10 of 21 shooting, and uh, C.J. McCollum caught uh, caught fire there in the third and fourth quarter. He finished the game with 25 points. Now let's let you hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. You know, I, th- th- there's always some level of connection. I, I thought, you know, Joe just came out. Um, really aggressive, which was good to see. And I think when Donovan kind of had that stretch, um, you know, I think it was more Donovan just attacking too. So, but that said, you know, those two guys, and when you have two players that, you know, both have a hot hand, it, you know, it impacts the defense one way or the other. We felt that down the stretch, you know, in the same situation. You're trying to figure out matchups and scrambling, so... 
obviously happy with the W, but it seems like it's happening to you guys a lot where it gets away from you in the mm-hmm. fourth. And I know that a lot of your stats are very middle of the pack or they fall off in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So what are your feelings when you see that happening? Well, I, I felt like there was a there was a timeout um, midway through there where, where you could tell us we were a little deflated at the timeout. We, um, you know, we hadn't scored in a while. They they were scoring, which makes it harder because we we weren't able to get any easy baskets. I thought we passed up some shots. You know, we had a stretch that wasn't good, but I, I think that it's kind of a half empty, half you know, half full. Um, where I, a lot of what happened tonight, I think CJ and, and Dame just really got going. Um, that's not to you know to say that we can't be better during those stretches because we, we we've got to figure out. Usually, there's a couple things to trigger it. It's either not taking care of the ball or you know the offensive boards where you give a team um, easy opportunities, um, either because you're inefficiency offensively or not finishing plays. And when you do that to a team like this, you know those guys are capable. They never feel like they're out of the game, and they're not. Well, uh, Damon CJ had their share of plays, as you mentioned. It seemed like Rudy also kind of made a difference with his, with yeah. his switches out there. What did you see out of him? Well, it, it's, you know, for Rudy, there seems, there's a lot of games um, where he's, you know, positioned more traditionally, I guess, where he's protecting the rim and then there's other games where he has to be up because he's playing against a shooting big or he has to be up um, because the guards have kind of unlimited range and that, there's usually kind of a an acclimation process with that. I think in the first half there were times when we weren't up as high and, and it's on the guards too. Um, but I thought Ed came in and did a really good job, you know, being aggressive and being up at the point of the screen and, and Rudy did the same thing. Rudy made a play late where he saved the ball out of bounds and tipped it into Boyan, which is this is as good a play, as impactful a play as anybody's made all year. And obviously the block late too is a big play. But um, Rudy takes a lot of pride in being able to defend, you know, a lot of different ways. And you saw that tonight. Jordan is obviously new when he needs to get mm-hmm. acclimated here, but what did you think of the way he played for night one? You know, he 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 wants to you can tell he wants it. Like there's a hunger about him, um, and there's also I think he plays with a level of confidence um, that you know that we, we need. You know, I think that early on there was a late clock possession where he's able to get a shot. So his ability to create um, you know, both off the dribble and create for other people. You know, he had a, a couple times he passed the ball and it was a swing, swing, and someone else got the shot. So I think he's unselfish, and he's also got the ability to create both for himself and for other guys. And, um, you know, I want him to be instinctive. He's trying really hard to do everything right, um, and that's hard when you're not sure where to where to go or what to do all the time. Um, but, you know, good start. I think our team embraced him and um, – feel like he's in a good place after day one building off what you said about that half empty half full situation and you feel it slipping away or something's getting a little deflated what is the switch that switches back on a night like tonight when they actually get it back and they're able to put it away in the fourth I think getting stops on defense is the main thing um and you know there's different because that that impacts your offense too if you can get a stop um and get down the court and maybe get something easy offensively those are the when a team's not scoring um 
you know, usually you're doing something right. And we had some breakdowns and they hit some tough shots, but I think the boards um, were the biggest thing. Turnovers usually lead it. Um, I thought we got a couple good shots out of timeout, which helped. Um, but a lot of ways to stop a run. And the, but the biggest one is getting stops defensively. Thanks, Eric. Okay. As Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, you heard him talk about uh, Jordan Clarkson in his first game. Uh, and uh, he actually flew into town yesterday morning before the game. So that's uh, pretty quick to get thrown into the fire. Let's now let you hear from Donovan Mitchell. You give him a shove and you said, that's what I'm talking about. What do you feel like this team has continued to discover in these wins and winning in a variety of different ways? Um, um, biggest thing is, like I keep saying it, man, resiliency, finding a way. You know, easy for teams to cave in. Dame's going crazy. CJ's going crazy, you know, and we could easily just been like, all right, like caved in. I think that's what separates. You know, I, I, oh, damn. <laughs> I don't um, – I don't forget, you know, the Laker game. I don't forget, you know, those the Philly game, the Toronto game. I think none of us forget it. We're like, you know, we were down. You know, like we, we got to – this the mindset we've had these past, what, six, seven games as to who we need to be. And it doesn't matter if we went by 30 or went by two. Like, you know, we, we're going out there and communicating and, and doing what we do. Those two hustle plays, but Rudy really sealed the game. You know, you can say what you want about my scoring and Joe and not, but at the end of the day, it came down to Rudy making two big plays. You know, that's that's why he is who he is, and that's why we rely on him. You know, coming down, blocking the – sorry, blocking the shot, like – you know, like that's that's what we need on all fronts. You know, Boyan making the pass to me, being unselfish. You know, so many different things. Royce grabbing and getting rebounds, playing great defense. Like it go, it can go down the line, but that's what we need to be. When you watch the play where Rudy defends Damian the way he does, and then ends up over on Carmelo, and then forces the air ball and stuff, like that, does that just galvanize this team to continue to make unselfish plays? To be honest with you, I was face guarding CJ McCollum the whole time, so I didn't. All I saw was the ball like fall in my area. But like once I saw the replay, like you know, he's a defensive player of the year for. A reason you know like we can switch late game and understand that it's going to be a tough shot it's still going to we got to be able to get the rebound that's it you know and he's a guy like we like I said we, we rely on down there you know and it makes our life a lot easier you know it's not like there's a mismatch and like you bring him out and you know it's going to be easy it's going to be tough you know and I think he's he's showing it game by game you're still in the 38 of your 35 in the second half what got you going being aggressive um honestly just trying to find my spots you know joe had a hot hand early which like i said made, made it a little bit easier for me because they were a little more focused on him and then allowed me to kind of get going in spurts and just being comfortable and being patient you know i think that's that's my biggest thing slowing down and just finding my rhythm finding myself throughout the game you know start off the game over three oh four whatever it was and then you know kind of settling down and making the right reads and then kind of getting into that rhythm i think that's what really helped me Donovan, how how uh much to Joe's early hot shooting help you guys kind of get into that offense I, I love him he's like that you know he said he gets tired from shooting I said trust me you, you can keep doing it I know you're old but you can keep doing it um he's he's a guy like I said you know he's when he's confident like that that's the Joe Ingles we, when I came here that's that's the Joe Ingles of the past two years I've known you know obviously he's he's had his ups and downs and whatnot but you know he's he's a guy who's continuing to be aggressive um I think he's shooting what 50 Three percent in this month or something like that. Like that's well, that's and, and at, like from the three. Sorry, thirteen made threes last two games. You need to keep shooting like that. I mean, that's, that's all I can say. Like, you know, we keep running plays where he makes not only that, but he makes the right play. He gets into the paint. He's he's comfortable finding guys, also getting his little floater, you know, being able to make the right play. That's, that's what we rely on. 
what Miami was the game? talk they come almost all the way back? I mean, what, what was the talk there down the stretch? I mean, at the end of the day, like, they, they are going to make a run, you know. When Dame's hitting shots like that, you know, there's not much you can really do, you know. Um, we picked up our defense intensity, but we also made key plays. We also made great reads on the offensive end. Didn't turn it over. You know, there are times, as you guys know, to start the season, we get to that position and we turn it over or we, we, we have a mismatch, you know, or mistake on the defensive end. But now we're locking in and they just hit shots, you know, we, even though we're playing good defense. You know, I was pretty pretty pissed when Dame hit, what, six in a row on me? But, like, at the end of the day, he hit a contested three, a fall away in the corner. And, I mean, like, stuff like that, we – we can't control it. Like, you know, I mean, he hit shots, but the biggest thing is how we respond to that, and we think we did a good job of that. Miami trapped you guys, and you, you had seven assists, or trapped you, I should really say. Yeah. And, and then, you know, obviously, Portland plays drop Davis, which you also get seven assists. Yeah. Do you feel like you're trying to figure out, you're yeah. getting better at figuring out I different think defenses so. I think, and how you know, to know, Not being able, not kind of, you know, forcing things. You know, different plays where I'm kind of going in there and I get into the paint and I just dribble it up, you know, be keeping it simple and then finding a guy or finding Royce, you know, when, my, when I'm going to Nashville, but like the dribble I was telling you about. Like just trying to do it as much as I possibly can because that slows me down. It slows myself down and allows me to be calm. And, you know, it also helps when you have Boyan Bogdanovich, you have Joe Ingles, you have Royce, you know, you have Jordan Clarkson, you know, George, like everybody's knocking shots down. It makes my life a lot easier. Um, he's aggressive, you know. I, I I loved it, you know. He he's he learned on the fly, like learned really fast, like I, like I said before, because you know, for him to understand some of the reads and the plays we were running, for him to get it like that, that's impressive, you know. People don't understand that our system and what we run is. Took me a whole year and a half to figure it out. So, um, I think for him, just being able to learn, he's going to keep finding his spots, and it also helps to have a guy late clock you can give it to and get into the paint and, and get a bucket. So he's really happy with the way he played, and he's going to keep be a big part piece for us. There's always stuff to work on, but do you sense this last? stretch this team has really started to think feel and move as one five at a time yeah but we also need to keep a lead you know we need to keep a lead that's the biggest thing you know we can we can be happy with the wins we're happy with our resiliency but we need to keep it keep it like if we're up 20 we need to stay up 20 i think it's like the third or fourth time we've done that you know i think that's there's one negative i take away like we have to keep a lead we have to find a way to keep the foot on the throat on both ends of the floor Guys, that's Donovan Mitchell. Let's go back to you. That was Donovan Mitchell, 35 points and 7 assists on 12-19 shooting. Terrific night for him, particularly in the fourth quarter. Let's wrap things up by letting you hear from the newest jazz man. Here's Jordan Clarkson. A few minutes. Um, I felt real comfortable. You know, Coach came in here, just told me to come in here and play, play my game and, uh, you know, we'll adjust to it. Uh, I didn't have practice this morning or a shoot around. Uh, I flew in this morning as well, so we got to talk, uh, do some film. Uh, I'm just happy uh, for the opportunity uh, coming out here and playing and uh, competing. Um, it was a good game. I got a warm welcome from all the fans. It was it was nice. I love the energy here. Uh, it was great. How different is uh, what this team is doing from what you were doing in Cleveland? Uh, you know, they're doing uh, amazing things. It's a great team. It's a great group of guys. Um, they got together. Everybody's playing uh, for each other. Um, nothing against Cleveland or nothing, um, but I'm just happy for the opportunity here uh, to go out here and try to help the organization uh, achieve some of their goals. Can you take us through the last few days of you know when you found out this trade might happen and what your, your initial thoughts were? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I was running out, getting ready to go on the court. Uh, got pulled off the side, said I was traded. Uh, flew home for Christmas. I uh, got to spend it with my family and then just uh, locked in and got in today. And uh, just was uh, ready to go. What was your first kind of eye-opening moment tonight on the floor where you realized just how much this team plays with a purpose and plays for each other, like you said? Uh, just as many swing, swing passes. You know, it's a lot of hockey assists um, going on. Uh, and then, you know, big plays by Donovan, 
uh, Joe and uh, Big Fella, um, Rudy, man, he's uh, those are, those are special guys. Um, I'm definitely uh, definitely some you know nice to be a part of. You played against this group before. Mm-hmm. What reinforced your expectation, and then what might have been a little bit different from what maybe you initially thought? Well, I just came in here really with an open mind. I know these guys are really good. They got a talented group of guys. Um, like I said, just coming here with an open mind, um, trying to just help any way I can, um, and just lay it all on the line when I'm out there. Did you stay up late watching you? You said what? Oh, uh, nah, I had to get some rest. The flight I left at, I left LA about 7 in the morning, landed here about 10, 10.30. Uh, went straight to physical and then uh, suited up, got a little rest, but uh, I watched an episode or two. <laughs> Playing against this Jazz team this last couple of years, what are your expectations in, in learning Quinn Snyder's offense? Um, you know, he puts guys in a lot of good positions. You know, he runs a lot of screen rolls, uh, lets guys get, get downhill. Um, they spread the floor awesome. So um, just going in there trying to learn um, what all he's putting in is uh, definitely going to be a challenge, but I'm ready to pick it up and uh, ready to jump right in. Do you feel there's been a lot of talk about you coming here, kind of being a, a, a spark plug bucket getter for that mm-hmm. second unit? Is that something that, that you want to try, that you're going to be embracing that that role? Or, or what's kind of your thought about what you want to try to do to help the team? Um, just whatever I can when I'm in there. Um, just trying to help any opportunity I get. That's scoring the ball defensively, uh, rebounding. Um, just coming out here trying to play with a purpose. Um, and that's really it. Just try to help the organization and their goals. How can you best do that? What are the strengths of your game? Um, I mean, it's a, a lot of strengths that I have in my game right now. Um, definitely continue to work um, on everything. But I feel like once I figure out the system and the sets, uh, I'll figure out uh, you know where I can impact the team. Galvanizing was it for you to go from a team that's in a building phase and trying to work towards something compared to a team that has something established and has huge expectations? Like I said, it's a it's a great organization. Um, just you know, trying to embrace this opportunity and uh, just help any way I can. And I think uh, I'm in a good place and uh, I'm gonna go out there and play hard, try to get us a win. Mentioned that crowd, but were you expecting that ovation when you checked in? Oh no, it was a, it was a, it was insane. Uh, <laughs> it gets pretty loud in there, and uh, you know I've always felt it from the other side. Uh, but suiting up and putting on this jersey and feeling it on this side is a little different. Uh, they show a lot of love, and um, you know it's a, it's a great place to play. Thank All right, guys. Appreciate it. Welcome, it's Jordan Clarkson. Let's go back. There's Jordan Clarkson after his first game in the Jazz uniform, nine points on four of twelve shooting. There's the best of the postgame show as the Jazz beat the Blazers. Coming up next, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.